Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bookish Life Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Phil. And we are back after Thanksgiving. We did take a little break, I mm-hmm. guess. It really feels like it's been a long time since I've seen you. Phil. I know it does. Too long. Too long. A Too lot long. Of, a lot has happened in the Many world. things have happened. Actually, not a lot. <laughs> 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 a lot should have happened, but we're still waiting. But anyway, um, yeah, so how you been? How How is your holiday? Lovely, lovely. Celebrated with my mom here in Fort Smith. Oh, wonderful. And uh, Tasha and the kids journeyed to her parents' house in Missouri. So You and your mom didn't come by the store, did you? No. Okay. Good, because I didn't see you. <laughs> I was afraid nope. I'd missed you. Nope. Yeah, we had a um, – I, too, had a wonderful holiday. Mm-hmm. I went to my sister's. We ate, and then I hosted Matthew's family at my house on Sunday after. Uh And it's kind of amazing how um, freeing it is Mm -hmm. to host a dinner when things are still open. Oh, You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, we need ice. Go grab some ice or whatever. Yeah, less pressure to plan. Make sure you have everything because you can't go get that crap on Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Nope. What you got is what you got. Yep. Yeah. Nope. So you had two nice. Thanksgiving dinners. I did. Yes, and I still didn't have any turkey left over. Wow. No. You know what I'm tired of is all the turkey hate. There's a lot of turkey hate out there. I kind of like turkey. Well, listen, and I don't really eat a whole lot of meat anyway. Yes. But my favorite part is the bread slathered mm-hmm. in mayonnaise mm-hmm. and cold Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. It is the best. Right. Part of Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. You're overthinking it, people. Like you're overthinking this. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, so I got my leftover Thanksgiving. In preparation for that, I went to Harvest Moon mm-hmm. and got one oh, of their loaves of bread for bread. my Thanksgiving Sandwich. turkey sandwiches. And I ate Thanksgiving turkey sandwiches like five times after Thanksgiving. That is really smart thinking. You know. Um, I had one or two. Yeah. But didn't get enough. You're right. So. And now it's gone because there's no turkey. You can't get turkey anywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear on like Milk Street Radio, you know, that mm-hmm. NPR show, they were talking about why don't we use turkey more often for things? And yeah, yeah we act like it's right time of year. Like it's some sort of uh, rarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, well, you can only get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, um, so I had a great Thanksgiving. It was oh, nice. Are we, I, you know, when we opened the store, um, I am adamantly opposed to Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like whenever Kate was growing up mm-hmm. and in high school, we always wanted to like leave Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. early and go shopping with his mm-hmm. friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, we are not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, he grew up and moved out of my house. And yeah. so I'm twiddling my thumbs. And mm-hmm. so I decided I would open the store last year for Black Friday. And we had one of our best days mm-hmm. ever. So I did it again this year and we did not have one of our best <laughs> days ever. <laughs> but I think like, even around town, it mm-hmm. was kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I, I you know I was a little bit bummed, but then I was like, you know, if, if the world is not doing Black Friday the way we did, yeah, a few years ago, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. Yep. So I would uh, for many years, I would go to the outlet mall at Lake of the Ozarks oh, that on Black Friday. Terrible. Well, and that was the only time I got clothes for myself. Mm-hmm. Like that was my one big like refreshing my work clothes yeah, day. Yep. Now. I've, it's been reported to me, there's like eight stores there. Oh. Like the rest of it is empty. Wow. Like all those stores are gone. That didn't work. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer. It's all those stores, all those jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that is true. You know, and now everybody just sitting at home, click, click, It really is. Click. I think a lot of it is online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
Because, know. you know, cyber, it used to be people only had Wi-Fi at work. Remember, mm-hmm. that was why it was called Cyber Mondays. Yeah, Everybody would go to, go to work, work and then order their Amazon stuff. Sure. Now people just sit there on their iPads and click, 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 done. They're, yeah, mm-hmm. on their phone while yep. they're doing other things. Yep. Yeah. But, so, but nonetheless, at Bookish, we persist in we being persist. <laughs> in present present form for you we are here. here in fort smith listen we're doing the best we can that's right where <laughs> is amazon providing this type of content for you they're not no uh but we did we had you know it was an okay mm-hmm. sales day we did okay mm-hmm. and then um we did the cider monday instead of cyber monday oh where yeah. i made cider and baked mm-hmm. i made the best mm-hmm. oatmeal raisin cookies and you all missed out oh my gosh listen, about four people got to enjoy my <laughs> <laughs> no, they were so good. But, you know, and that was the idea. Like, put your phone down for a few minutes yeah. and come, like, mm-hmm. talk to some community mm-hmm. retailers mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah. Anyway. And there, That's you know, cool. there's something to be said about that. But all in all, mm-hmm. we're all very grateful. grateful we are very here, grateful. Heal, 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 heal. Heal, wherever we are. I can't even say it uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. All right, we should probably start talking about books. We should I... we should talk about books before we lose everybody. Well, you finished The Passenger, so yes. I'll go first and yeah, talk please. about what I'm yeah, reading. Because I'm almost finished with this book. And I, I love always, the cover. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. Um, compared to your cover. My cover is trash. <gasps> Dare I know. you. Um, so this is a book that doesn't come out until April March and it's called Wayward by Amelia Hart and I think it's a debut. Let me try to remind myself here. Um, yes, it's a debut and it is the story of three women who span three, not even generations because one of them is like 1600 and then we jump to like 1900 or something. Yeah. Um, but they all kind of grow up in this in Lancaster County, like Amish country. No, like in England. Oh, okay. Like Lancaster Castle, mm-hmm. right? Um, and because there's a prison there mm-hmm. where a lot of witches were tried oh, and stuff okay. like that. Um, so like sort of the outskirts mm-hmm. of, of Lancaster. And um, anyway, it's kind of their story. And the main, well, I guess it's the main, the present storyline is Kate. And she's left her uh, her husband, um, a really terrible relationship, and sort of moved to this cottage that she was gifted mm-hmm. by her great aunt. Mm-hmm. And so she's sort of uncovering her ancestry and sort of who she was. Um, and it's three different points of view. And it's kind of interesting. I kind of noticed last night because Emily, uh, who works at the store, is reading it as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the points of view is told in italics. And she was like, what do you think the italics is? And I was like, oh, I bet she's like a ghost. <laughs> and <laughs> and she's like, I think it's probably just a letter. <laughs> like, You're really right. So, but when you read it, like it's yeah. told like, like she's writing a letter okay. clearly. Yeah. Um, and then one of them is past tense and Kate is very like present. Like Kate walks into the room and she blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So anyway, and Kate's, you know, as she's uncovering all these things about her, it's just super cool. There's yeah. lots of like flora and fauna and, yeah. um, and I was trying to kind of, are there hedgehogs? I haven't seen a hedgehog yet. Oh, okay. Lots of crows, though. Oh, yeah. People like the crows. Listen, I'm way into crows. Yeah. To, you know, they're they're quite smart. Yes. They grieve their dead. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, there's one scene in there where one of the characters' mothers has a crow, and she's kind of being, um, they're sort of focusing in on her, thinking she's mm-hmm. a witch, and they're sharp, you know, she, she has to 
act normal, mm -hmm. I guess. So she sends her little crow friend home, mm -hmm. and it was really sad. Um, but anyway, it's sort of a great story of, I don't know, um, not really family, but ancestry and kind of things that are passed down. And, um, I mean, a lot of, I mean, what's the word for it? It sounds cheesy when I say it out loud, but like believing in yourself, right? Oh, believing yeah. in your empowerment truth. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and Kate sort of figuring that out as she learns mm -hmm. about the women who came before her who had to also do that. So um, I don't know. It's it's surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it very much. Yes. Good. Well, that's great. So that'll be out in March. It'll be out in March. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. um, It'd be a good book club book, but maybe mm -hmm. even some of my subscription folks would like mm -hmm. it. So I'm trying to read ahead to get ready for for that. But um, but I hate talking about books that don't come out for a long time on the podcast. But right. that's something to look forward to, I suppose. But that's what I'm reading. Ah, well, very nice. I'm also reading, or I just finished, uh, David Copperfield. Demon Copperhead? No. No, the real David Copperfield. Yeah, Charles really? Dickens. Yeah, because first of all, I forgot how funny it it's it is. so great. <laughs> and um, and I'm reading it in preparation for Demon Copper. Okay. Um, or I'm, I'm listening to mm -hmm. it, actually, because there are so many free versions. Um, and it's it's just fascinating. And um, so that was fun. And it kind of put me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. For whatever reason we associate Dickens. Love I some mean, Dickens. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so wrapped that up, too. Tasha and I were talking about that because she got a book. Tasha's my wife. For yeah. our listeners who aren't familiar <laughs> with my family, uh, the, uh, she got a book of she got a collection of Bronte stuff from oh, the library, cool. and she started in on it, and she didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, that's the thing with like older, mm -hmm. older writers. Like some of them, like Dickens, I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I told you, like Gatsby, I was like, I don't like sure, that. You know, yeah. it's just. But Dickens, man, to it, me, I don't it, think I. Mean, I I don't think I could have appreciated Dickens as a, I think like a lot of people teach Dickens like ninth grade, like yeah, great expectations and stuff. Yeah. Mm. You don't, I mean, now that I understand a lot more about sort of Victorian mm -hmm. England yeah. and like what's going on mm -hmm. in the world. And, and he really was mm -hmm. like, it was one of the first times in literature that we were talking about poor people at all, mm -hmm. giving yeah. them any kind of right. story right. Um, or, or agency. And so that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to, absolutely transfer over into the King Solver mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. um, How, yeah, she's so good at that. But even, and I was thinking about this last night with David Copperfield, like how, yeah, he's writing about lower class, but lower class people aren't reading it. It's uh -huh. still people, uh -huh. you know, they yeah. can't read yet. You're right. So, it, I mean, it's really kind of a, a it's huge mm -hmm. for To give them a voice, yeah. yeah. And to, his world building is mm -hmm. so incredible. Yeah, like yeah. it is not difficult to enter Victorian England no, absolutely. When you're reading Dickens. And especially if you listen to it, you are there. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the British accent. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, that was fun. And it really did kind of, oh, I think great. I made a post on social mm -hmm. media about how, for whatever reason, it kind of put me in the spirit mm -hmm. and all my... I have little cedar garlands with mm -hmm. little ribbon because I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so, so Charles Dickens. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that was a fun read too. Oh, nice. So, well, yeah. that's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm finished. You okay. Now. Let's do uh, it. All right, let's do it. I finished The Passenger by Cormac McCarthy. I'm going to um I'm going to read a passage first, which oh. uh and then we can talk about it. I don't know how many people have read McCarthy before. Show your hands. Um yeah, show your hands. <laughs> if you've read anything, you've probably read The Road. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so this is a little different. Or maybe than you've seen No Country for Old you Men. Pro- yeah, and if you've seen No Country, they capture his voice pretty mm-hmm. well. I think so. Um, so anyway, and I think, yeah, that, that's a great thing to introduce here because I think it'll help people hear mm-hmm. this passage. So the main character in this book is a man named Bobby. He has uh, a sister uh, who is deceased who plays a significant role in the book. He is um, his his father helped create the atomic bomb, which is relevant for our passage here. Um, and uh, he has this kind of wide cast of interesting characters with whom he is in relationship. And most of those relationships are the characters talking to him. Okay, he doesn't talk a ton to them. Mm. Um, and this is one of those. So this is a man um, named uh, named Shadden. Who is he's having dinner with? Um, I think Shedden. Anyway, and Shedden is doing a lot. To, and Shedden calls him Squire. You'll you'll need to know that. I'm already because, confused uh, for no reason that I'm aware. <laughs> anyway, so this is just some words. It's but it's like <laughs> anyway. So this is Shedden talking to Bobby. Okay, got it. I think you've some idea. I know that you think we're very different, me and me. My father was a country storekeeper and yours a fabricator of expensive devices that make a loud noise and vaporize people. But our common history transcends much. I know you. I know certain days of your childhood, all but weeping with loneliness, coming upon a certain book in the library and clutching it to you, carrying it home, some perfect place to read it, under a tree perhaps, beside a stream. Flawed youths, of course, to prefer a world of paper. Rejects. But we know another truth, don't we, Squire? And of course it's true that any number of these books were penned in lieu of burning down the world, which was their author's true desire. But the real question is, are we few few the last of a lineage? Will children yet to come harbor a longing for a thing they cannot even name? The legacy of the word is a fragile thing for all its power, but I know where you stand, Squire. I know that there are words spoken by men ages dead that will never leave your heart. Ah, the waiter. Dad gummit. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what I'm in it for, Sarah. Yeah. Like, okay. you're reading along and then he gives you, he gives you that. Mm-hmm. And like, so a lot of this book is just, I think, McCarthy's meditations mm-hmm. on being. Yeah. Um, the passenger, from my perspective, is the human in the world. Mm -hmm. That's the passenger. Okay. And so Bobby in this book is the passenger. Bobby Western is his name. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of- And he's the diver. He's the diver. And a lot of the book is what happens to him. His agency is actually weak Mm -hmm. in the book. Even as gifted as he is, he, he, he feels he's a bit unmoored in the world. This love that he has for his sister, uh, which is- essentially incestuous, although never fulfilled. Um, all of these things are conveyed as, as things that happen to him in many ways. So I think what McCarthy is trying to get at is to understand, what's it mean as a human to understand yourself as a passenger in the world? Like you are along for a ride and you are not master of your kingdom or that sort of thing. And so these characters then will reflect mm-hmm. on elements of existence with Bobby. And and that's kind of the book. And so in this particular passage, though, we're looking at 
storytelling or mm-hmm. right, writing right, right. Right, words and language. Right. This makes me think of, and it's kind of interesting because I was just reading through this yesterday, but did you ever read the David Foster Wallace, This is Water? No. Um, he talks kind of about that, but he says, like, we're in this world and sort of things happen to us and like literally the universe revolves around Mm -hmm. us because everything we do is from our perspective, from what we Mm -hmm. see. Um, And his sort of argument is what you can do is like, how do you, how are you going to respond to that? Um, So does Bobby respond a lot to the things that happen to him or just reflect on it? His response is to things is so meek. Mm -hmm. And I think McCarthy you know, this is a lot of conjecture by me. I've not read any critical stuff of this mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm reading it right. So I should give the caveat. Yeah. But like to me, McCarthy gives him high competency mm-hmm. but low agency, which is an interesting combination. A lot of times you're given – it's yeah. the other way around, right? Sure. Like if you have low agency, you have low competency. Mm-hmm. Or if you have high competency, you're able to seize your agency, sure. right? Yeah. He doesn't really do that. Interesting. Um, the past, like the the book begins with Bobby on a dive down to a plane mm-hmm. that has crashed. The, it's full of bodies, mm-hmm. but there's one missing, and it's unclear where the body is or what happened to it. Totally irrelevant no. to this. Like no. if you're waiting for that to be revealed, I'm just going to tell you if that's what you're in it for, <laughs> don't read it. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Uh, anyway, so it, it's really yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other passages I could read. I chose this one. I mean. That's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, that makes that makes me actually maybe want to read it. Yeah, but it is like, it is, it is interesting when I read McCarthy. So some night I read before bed, as I've mentioned, and I finished McCarthy, and I wasn't ready to go to sleep yet. So I grabbed another book, and it was a fiction book off my shelf, and I mm-hmm. started in, and about four pages in, I was like, "This is not going to work." Mm, you yeah. know, like it was. Well, just... you're in luck. <laughs> so I changed to nonfiction. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, well, the the sequel, the yeah, companion boy. comes out next week, so I will probably try. You think you're gonna try it? I now? will probably try. Yeah. Although I am, that'll See be very tough. See how things have changed in a few weeks. I know. A couple weeks it's, ago, he was like, I, was like oh, I just don't know if I can do it. I still don't know if I'll be able to finish it. But it's like, how can you not try yeah. when that stuff's like? There's only one chapter in the Passenger that's really about physics. Okay. I think the other book has a lot more physics in it. Well, um, she's also in a. Insane asylum, isn't she? Yeah, and I'll have to see. So she has a projection. I think I talked about the projection mm-hmm. previously, and then Bobby eventually has an encounter with the projection as well. Mm. So it's really interesting because I don't know what exactly the projection is supposed to represent, but it he he's small and has little flippers for arms, which makes me think that it's an embryonic sort of thing. You know, as human, mm-hmm. as the human embryo involves, we start Maybe with, they were supposed to be triplets. Right. It could have, that's, I hadn't thought about that, but he could have been a, he could have been a triplet or, or a sibling or something yeah. because he, he is largely with her mm-hmm. and we meet him through her and he's mediated through her, but then he shows up. But she also has, she like has, a, she has a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and you only you get some you don't really ever see her interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. The glimpses you get of her written in italics are all yeah. of the past interacting with this character called the kid who's the, kid, the yeah. projection. Anyway. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll pick her back up after I finish. Yeah. But I do think it's not an odd I don't think it's a listen to it. No, I don't think you I can think it's a sit down and read it. Yeah. I think you gotta it, it, yeah. 
so, because even though he doesn't use quotation marks, there are probably other textual clues that help you figure there out. There probably what's going are, on. yes. Yeah, 100%. But it's definitely one. If you're interested in it and you like to read it or if you've never read McCarthy before, like be patient with yourself. Yeah. Find a conversation partner potentially or go read online. The There will be. How crazy would it be for it to be a book club? <sighs> I mean, you'd have to talk to your regulars to see if they would want to try oh, to plow yeah. through it. I think some of them might. Yeah. They're pretty smart cookies. Yeah. If if they want to try it, I mean, it would be great. I think if you're going to try to read this type of stuff, the more people you have to talk Good about it with, have. the better. Okay. Because I hadn't even thought about the idea of a sibling with the kid. Mm-hmm. And, well, I haven't even read it. Yeah. So don't listen to me. <laughs> but that's an – I mean, I, it, I had just made – it had taken me a while to make the connection with the flippers and the mm-hmm. embryo. Yeah. So, you know. I think having conversation partners for that. You might need to break it up, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do the whole thing in one book club. It would be difficult. Okay. But on the other hand, it helps to know how where you're going mm-hmm. to then yeah. talk about some of this stuff. Or you can just yeah. stand and read passages to each other and call it good. Yeah. I mean, that's also <laughs> an option. I, yeah. We do that a lot anyway, so yeah. that could be fun. Well, that's great. So I wonder, I was talking to someone the other day about um, Ulysses mm-hmm. and um, – how it's one of those books that you read, like you, I've spent an hour and I read this mm-hmm. and there were things I really liked. And then two days later, you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like That's kind of how mm-hmm. I feel like that might be. Yeah. There's a little more momentum in yeah. this, but not a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. There's a great scene with him on an oil rig. Mm. It's great. How, yeah. so I had another customer asked mm-hmm. me about this book um how louisiana is it is not it, i mean new orleans is in it but he goes yeah. all over the place okay so it's, it's not like heavy setting is it no, really a thing okay no i mean you don't yeah like i don't even know if the places they go on bourbon street are real places or fake places okay. like, or down there i know it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter okay no. well thanks phil has helped me <laughs> a lot there you go that's really good podcasting yeah well and as i mentioned so just in time because tuesday stella marie Uh uh, comes out and that is i don't know if it's a sequel the companion it's a companion yes um so that's coming out we also have a book of essays that i'm kind of excited about called a left-handed woman this is Mm. by judith thurman she's a staff writer for the new yorker um her autobiography, The Life of a Storyteller, won a National Book Award. Um, but, you know, I'm a sucker for a good essay. Mm-hmm. So this considers culture and, like, um, literature, history, mm-hmm. politics, gender, fashion, art, you know, all yep. the good stuff. Um, and then we have another book that I'm not sure. Um, um, what was the book that we both read and we didn't like um, right after COVID? They went, they were all quarantined in that, that little house in upstate New York. Oh, it was the Gary Stangard yeah, one, um, so, who I normally really like. Right. I can't remember. The, it was the country house, wasn't it? The country house. The country. Or how, like it was house in the country or country house yeah. or something like that. Anyway, I didn't love it either. No. But um, I don't, this kind of gives me those vibes. It's Sam Lipsight. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? No. Um, and this is a book called No One Left to Come Looking for You. But the reason I'm intrigued is because it's set in the 90s. Oh, well, yeah. And East, uh, let's see, East Village. And it's all about, like, the sex and drugs and rock and roll mm-hmm. that were going on. Um, and it the, the publisher says that it is, um, it's a suspense novel because mm-hmm. the main character's in a band and his bassist goes missing. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, so it's kind of like a, a suspense novel, but it's also a love letter to a bygone era when, quote, artists could still afford to chase their dreams. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my Lord, um, that is something I would probably really yeah. like. <laughs> so that's coming out next week as well. Um, and I think I've read some Sam Lipset before, um, but I can't recall what mm-hmm. it is. But um, he gives me that Gary Steingart yeah. vibes, though. Yeah. So anyway, so those three things I'm looking forward to. Those are great. Yeah. So, well, other we than think. that, it's just a whole bunch of like um, illustrated Harry Potters. Oh, yes. It's, it's the season, right? Yeah. And we're doing some great cookbooks in the store. Yeah. Um, some illustrated uh, J.R. Tolkien is always. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a new copy or a new version of the Cimmerillion mm-hmm. that just came out. Oh, I read about that in The Guardian, I think. Mm-hmm. Where isn't And there's other stuff that he didn't finish in mm-hmm. there, too. Yeah, and then there's illustrations that yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, so it's it's out as well. And it's shrink wrapped, so you know it's good. You oh right, you can't, you can't look through at it. it. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to trust. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, we are full steam ahead. Happy Advent! Yes, Advent's underway. Yeah, second Sunday of Advent in a matter of days. Um, yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? I think that's good. Any other events that we need to know about? Well, my stems and stories is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's our uh, great big holiday edition. We're excited about that. Um, we have Santa coming to the shop on the 17th. So oh. if you have any littles, you can yeah. bring them in that evening. We do a special story time with Santa. Mm. Um, here's a funny story. Do I have time to tell a funny oh, yeah. story? So I bought a copy of the, um, the night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's what Santa reads. Yes. And I got the copy where Jan Brett does all the mm-hmm. illustrations. Cause I just think she's phenomenal. Who is she? She's an illustrator. Okay. <laughs> she writes a lot of children's books, yeah. but she's got the very, um, maximalist uh-huh. it's very naturey and like stuff all over the page mm-hmm. um but she came to fort smith um a couple of years ago and so she sends us little signed posters whenever oh, she has that's a new sweet. book come out yeah. she's wonderful um but her stuff is really beautiful and i wish i could describe it better mm-hmm. um kind of whimsy old timey vintagey mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. um so anyway i bought a copy of the night before christmas from bell star actually because they mm-hmm. had a copy with and she was illustrator and I was saving it for Santa and a music teacher came in yesterday and asked if we had any copies. It was the only one I had. So I sold it to him and I thought, well, I'll just get another copy. So I got on to see it and it pulled up and it was like, I sold it for $4. How much was it online? Uh, well, I, when I looked at my warehouse, it, it had paperback and it was the copy I needed and it said $305. And I was like, What? So I clicked on it and it was like a floor display. I was like, please tell me. I can sell that for $4. Um, but it is hard to find so really? I, the paperback. So I had to get the hardcover. But anyway. Santa will have a book to read Santa to your will have children. A book. I told the music teacher to let his students know that was Santa's copy. So oh, yeah. Well, they do need special. to know that. Yeah. yeah. So Santa will be here on the 17th. He'll read The Night Before Christmas if I can find a copy. Yeah. And... Um, we have an, a local author, David Trotter, who went to school here in Fort Smith. He now lives, I think he moved up north somewhere, but he'll mm-hmm. be in town for the holiday and his new book is coming out. So he'll be here on the 20th. We have a string quartet playing in the shop on the 22nd oh. mm-hmm. that evening. So you can come do your final Christmas shopping and listen to some some orchestral Lovely. music. Um, and anything else I'm missing? Probably, but I can't think of it. So okay. that's enough. Great. That's pretty good. Thanks. I'm trying. A busy December at Bookish. It is. Shop local. It really is fun. And we have, of course, the Festival of Trees. Mm-hmm. If you want to come 
look at some Christmas trees. We have about 12 of them um, in our store alone. So anyway, I guess we'll uh, be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll stop talking about the rest of the month. We'll remind them again next week. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, we missed you guys. Yeah. So have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye. Bye.